0: Welcome to episode... Oh fuck. I fucked it up. I'm fucked it up already. Fuck this show. Welcome to episode 54 of the Loose Laces Podcast. This is supposed to be an angry episode, but it's about peace, love, and apologies. I'm Davon, and I'm joined by... Rashad. Mystery nigga Axe over here. My nigga got on the the sad boy Gulligan. How you feeling? I'm cool. How you? Hmm... I don't like that. We're going to have to cheer you up. We're going to have to give you a handy. I'm actually in a pretty good space. I'm tired as fuck, but I got to cook an incredible lamb meal. Like, the Navy be going to the farmer's market, going crazy with the random meat find. So, yeah, you know, I get happy when I get big meat. So, <laughs> that made me happy. So, I'm in a damn good mood. I'm, even a, I'm, even, ugh, I'm in an even better mood because all the memeable bullshit happened on Twitter. So, I'm enjoying the chaos and the fallout.
1: Uh, Well, I definitely can't relate because I am vegetarian right now. and I forgot that you're a rabbit. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've been trying to lose weight because I got some stuff coming up in the fall and also trying to like get back into running like 5Ks and 10Ks and whatnot. So, yeah, man. Just... uh. Just trying to change the lifestyle. That's about it. Nothing
0: crazy. I mean, nigga, that's a big lifestyle. I need meat. I cr- <laughs> all right. No, I feel you. I'm I'm trying to exercise a little bit more. I did like two hours of walking a day. So I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to be less flabby guts because I'm getting old and I want to be all fucked up when my son older. So yeah, I'm still trying to dunk before I hit forty. So. I think I respect it. I ain't never going to dunk. Even with my adult growth spurt. But it is what it is. What you got this week, sir? Uh,
1: Well, thanks to you, I got the MAC attacks. Uh, aside from that, I was on the fence about getting some Jama rants. I uh, saw them just in my random travels. But the store that I went to, I'm not going to put them on blast. But like I saw them on the, I saw them on the, the wall. So like, oh, snap, they have them. Asked, could you give me a size 13? And no lie, I was waiting for like 10 minutes, and I was just like, yo, fuck it. I'm cool.
0: No, I'm nigga, out. name is shame.
1: No, it was Snipes in Mondama. I
0: didn't even know there was a Snipes in Mondama.
1: Yeah, I just, I went there randomly, just looking for something, and everywhere that I went to, like, I ended up finding whatever I was looking for, but like walked around saw what they had in stores and then i remembered like retail is ass so i couldn't really find too much the only thing i'm getting nowadays is just like random shorts and like mitchell and ness uh throwback shorts or team shorts and like a random polo hat from like downtown locker room or something like that so you're getting into like your dad or of bucket hats and boonies, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was like my dad's head of choice. Okay, how about you? <sighs> Let's see. So, I got my Mac attacks at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mad random how they ran that fucking raffle, because everybody was confused and angry. Hit on that. This nigga hits me in the morning like, Yo, I'm be driving, I need help. It was either I was going fast as fuck, or mm-hmm. the guards were on my side. When I say I beat that site's ass, I was in in checking out before the queue even went up. It queued me for about two and a half seconds and then I just checked out. Like I filled in my information before it even queued me. And I saw in the timeline, niggas was livid that size thirteen sold out. Yeah, when I seen
1: Mosh start, you know, tweeting about he couldn't get a size twelve, it's like, oh shit, this must have been bad.
0: I mean, it's roughly about the same. When you go for construction worker sizes, you always have trouble. I don't, but I'm special. Now, let me stop lying. I was just really on point because, nigga, had you not said anything, I was going to sleep in. I was not going to go for that drop at all. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, in the middle of something, so I appreciate the alley Oh, no, nigga, ain't nothing. So, I got that. So, Nike just started doing the Air Max 97. Mm. In kid sizes, well, preschool and toddler sizes with the four air unit, which I had never seen before. And I've been watching them for a while. And Nordstrom's put them up early. Mm. And all Kazi does is run. I wanted to get him some proper shoes because all I got him is basketball shoes. And these shits are fire. Needlessly overpriced, but fire. Like, they look incredible. Hold on, So... They look incredible to be in kids sizes. But for 130 I can't get jiggy with that. God damn. Yeah, and I'm just like, I get it's an it Air Max 97, but this is almost 20-year-old technology. No, it'd be over 20 years. This is bullshit yeah. that it's 130 Like, it looks great, but I finesse on Nordstrom's got a $60 credit, so... For seventy, I ain't mad at that. I'll happily take that. He loves them, but I'm probably going to end up doubling up because he wants to wear them now, and I got them in for like school school. So I got a half. I mean, I got a size up. Okay, and uh, uh, that's about
1: it. But uh, no, no more, no more frames. What about that?
0: Well, I was about to get into that. Okay, but frame talk. I got. A ass load of Dunhill frames. I got like 12 pairs. Like they finally came in. I was upset because they were supposed to come in. Before the last episode. They came in the day after. But nigga I can't tell you. How fucking happy I am. Like I didn't even know this pair was in there. Because the guy just told me a few numbers. But I've actually never seen this. Particular color. So this is the Dunhill 6038. You know. Classic. Square shape, double bridge, beautiful. But what made this special is this is 12 karat gold filled essentially, plated, but it is what it is, it's more ingrained into it. But it's 12 karat gold over a pure titanium frame. Okay, so this frame weighs nothing, handmade in Japan. That made me excited because I've seen the gold tone version, which I actually got along with the bundle but I've never seen the gold-filled version. Actually, no, I'm sorry. That one, I believe, is 10-karat gold, but I never got a definitive answer. So this is 12-karat gold-filled. But the most exciting part is damn near impossible to pick up on camera. On the bridge and on the temples, there's a little bar. Mm -hmm. This bar is 18-karat gold solid. So it gives it weight. Well, it's not even that it's weight. It's just crazy that you take a solid gold decal and put it over 12 carat gold over titanium. Like this is just fucking overkill. And the crazy part is it's a matted finish. So it's a matte gold where it doesn't shine that much, but you can still tell it's like real gold. And I'm just like this is fucking nuts. If I was some business nigga back in the 80s with a Dunhill lighter I definitely want to wear eight shit for these. And from what I understand the cost of manufacturing was like seventy-five dollars per unit, which is fucking insane for manufacturing costs. Uh-huh. So they really went all in. Especially like because Carrera Carrera is the company that produced a lot of stuff like Dior, Playboy, and they handled Gunhill. And they usually do their stuff in Germany or Austria. So the center of Japan for the titanium construction back in the day was crazy. And I just can't get over how fucking dope this frame is. Especially considering it's a low-key frame, for lack of a better term. But it's just so many fucking unnecessary details. to just, just... I love them. So, I'm going to be wearing a lot of... done. Well, I sold a few, but... I might have to keep these for myself. Put some brown tints in these. Just mm, mm. That's my grown man frame.
1: Alright.
0: Yeah, so... Nigga, that made me happy. And then I got some other cool shit that, of course, I'm going to put on here. But for now, it's about these. All right. Space it out.
1: All right. So I guess we will start off with some listener questions. As always, uh, definitely got a question or a couple questions from a Polaroid. My nigga. Is it realistic to think New Balance could reduce the production times related to ALD pre-orders? The Kith Samba is taking a similarly long time, and Nike hasn't done a similar release to compare. If they truly haven't made any of the shoes, I don't think we can really expect things to move faster. I bet most of the people upset pre-ordered the 1300s to flip and got wrecked. Uh, I'll let you start off with that.
0: Okay. So if you follow me on Twitter, you've already seen how I feel about it. And I look at it like this. The thing that's confusing about ALD compared to the KIF pre-order, KIF made their allotment of sombers and saw how much demand there was and then just did an open order. So Adidas had already finished their batch. Their numbers were done. And then they opened it up to do an unlimited, excuse me, amount that, I guess it would just be made to order in this case. Mm-hmm. Versus ALD, they have not sold any or had any produced as far as I can tell, but they have to have a certain allotment already in mind because ALD doesn't do open order. They let anyone enter, but it's all a raffle. And it comes down to pretty much how much you spent with them. Like I got lucky that I did a few cops off there. So my account was considered VIP. If I entered the contest, I was gonna win. I mean, a raffle, I was gonna win regardless, okay. foregone conclusion. But they suck. And like I just straight up stopped supporting ALD. Because they do these little raffles. They tell you that it's a time frame. Or they tell you that the shoes are basically done. And then you get fucked. Because like you said with the 1300s. They gave a time frame. People thought like okay whatever they have. It'll it be ready yada yada yada. ALD shoes have been hitting. And those 1300s came in. And they fucking suck. The pictures finesse the fuck out of us. They are gross. And not only were they late. They took. They sent them out in batches. In waves. So people were getting this. Made their money. And then everybody else was left holding a bag with these ugly ass 1300s. I've had something similar happen with a pair of their 550s. That I just. I ended up cussing them out. Because they kept saying like it'll be another month. It'll be another month. It'll be another month. And. It just put a really sour taste in my mouth. Now they're doing whatever fucking ugly shoe this is, and people are upset. And you have people like, well, to like, people are upset that they finally got the pre-orders that they wanted, but they haven't got. I mean, it's it's a new balance, it's not a Nike, and it's like my nigga, shut your shut your rich ass up. Like you don't have to struggle for shoes. You're plugged. The average person is going to be upset because you're going to hold my money for over a year. And then God only knows when I'm going to get the shoes. And I think Nike is sitting back and realizing or letting everyone else catch heat. Yeah, because they don't want to, you know,
1: set a precedent for pre-orders and they have a similar issue where it takes people three months to get their shoes and now everyone's flaming Nike. Like, nah, you see New Balance. They definitely put too much dip on their chip. They try to do a pre-order system and you see why
0: we don't do it. Yeah, and it doesn't help that I forgot the nigga Teddy from uh, ALD is like a creative director at New Balance. So this is directly affected. I mean, this is directly New Balance at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think, I think, and this would be incredible if I'm right. I think with the new launch of the Kobe's, they might just start doing open ordering with the Kobe's with certain like particular like regular models. If they did something like that. I think it would be fantastic because as I was saying earlier on my Twitter, the problem with doing pre-orders for most content is we live in a fashion cycle. Everything goes through. It gets cycled out. Like Sambas were hot at the beginning of the summer. Now the TikTok girls have moved on to the, I never knew how to pronounce the Otunska Tigers. Yeah.
1: Tanika, I mean, a, a the joint said they look the like Bruce ASICs. Lose. Yeah. Yeah. Lose. Lose. I mean, they are
0: ASICs. Those are the new hot shoe for them. Oh, Sombers are done. They have plummeted in value. If oh, you man. had ordered some Sombers to be cool, you've missed your window. If you ordered Sombers to flip, you've missed your window. Unless you are a legit samba fan, it's no point to pre order them because by the time you get them, nobody cares. And that's what I've been saying on the show before. You can't do a pre-order with a hot shoe because a hot shoe is only hot for so long. If Nike does it, and if I think, if they think like me, they'll go with evergreen shoes that truck driver niggas love. You get s- certain 8s, certain 11s, certain Colby's, stuff that's just going to sell. And why not just make money all the time for something that's easy to produce? Cause I think if they just made unlimited gr Kobe's like white blacks maybe a Laker color, they make money every fucking day. Like if they made Kobe's readily available, would you not buy them?
1: It depends on. It depends on the colorways. Like I'm not buying reverse Grinches every single day. It would be wise if they took you know like the like the old East Bay route where they just had team colors. For yeah, days. that's what I meant. I know, but. They also know like them special edition colors like uh, I, I want to say they're not Joker, but they are essentially Joker colored like those ones, the uh, the Kobe fours. No, those are fives. Kobe fives. If they brought back the, the, the four rings Kobe's, if they brought back Grinches, if they brought back like certain joints, they should still keep those limited. But still revisit those models again. And I don't... Like, I wouldn't... Honestly, at this point, if they're talking about doing a Kobe uh, pre-order, I don't think that they're going to do a Kobe pre-order. I think everything that they are going to put out is already being made. And that's it. Like, I'm pretty sure Kobe Day is going to be a complete disaster. I've already come to terms with it. But if they do happen to put out, like... Them triple whites, and they put them out in different models. Whatever. This shit is nasty, but whatever.
0: I think that would be the way to go. Like you said, team colors, in general, like black Kobe 4s, 5s. Something like that, where it's just an everyday shoe for niggas that actually hoop, for kids that want to hoop. I think that would be fantastic. Leave the special editions as special editions. I mean,
1: they need it, because they don't have a... They don't have... Like, Nike lost their bestseller with Kyrie. They have job, but now... We don't know if we can trust this nigga to even stay on the court due to legal trouble.
0: Yeah. So um, they need to do something. I think Nike sees the writing on the walls. I think if they just made it to where if you order a Kobe, you will get a Kobe. If they took a note out of Telfair's bet, like, if they took a note from Telfair and it's like, look, it's the Kobe protection pack, where if you want a Kobe, you will get a Kobe, and you will get that Kobe within two to three months. I th- GR colors. I think that would be the only way to make. Pre-order sustainable. Trying to do it with funky, untested models, collaboration colors and stuff like that. It's unsustainable. Because there is no collaboration shoe that didn't get cold. Because I think about how SBs and Dunks just fell the fuck off to the point where they were out of fashion for a long time. They're back now, but it's just hard to do something like that. When you order a shoe when it's hot and then you don't know when it's gonna when you're gonna get it. I think that's a huge risk to take that most people wouldn't take. That's why I was talking about the big red boots. They were funny, they were hot, they were doing numbers, everybody wanted to be a part of the moment. And if you were in the unlucky batch where you got it in the eight weeks after it dropped, you just spent three fifty for a shoe that nobody thinks is funny anymore. So I think if you're going to do a pre-order, leave it to something that you know is going to sell, but isn't a hot shoe, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. I hope we
1: answered your question. All right. Second listener question is from Gnarly Brow. What was the best stuff in your high school era? I went to high school 06 through 10 and... Is it just nostalgia or have sneakers never been as good as then? LOL. Uh the best stuff in my high school era, of course, stuff like DMPs. Um but honestly, I I feel like the best stuff, because I went to I went to I graduated in 07. So 04 to 07 was like around the alpha project. No, nah, it was a little bit after. Because I was in middle school when a lot of that stuff dropped. Like, when we had battlegrounds... Because flight posit threes are high on that list for me. Um, but shit, high school... I think phone posits. Like, penny phone yeah. posits. When stuff started hitting urban accounts. That was, like, a big thing. If you knew what an urban account was... And you could go to your downtown locker room and you had the bread. So, yeah, phone posits... You had the first uh, Spizikes, the uh, the Gucci colors, um, and what was another like big release? Like we yeah, Altitude Thirteens went crazy. Uh, not too crazy about those. Uh, I know I'm they were sad. big, but let me see uh, what I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of something that was wild as shit
0: when it dropped. Jordan, or something else. Oh, no. Shit. SBs. Yeah, I was waiting for you to it's say, say SB.
1: SBs. SBs, that was probably what? That was that was Pink Box era. Nah, that was before Silver. Pink. That was Silver Box era. So, yeah, Silver Box. So, you had like Hawaii SBs. You had unluckies. I think.
0: Tweets. You had a uh, lot of crazy Daylos. shit.
1: You had a lot of crazy shit. Uh, Eerie's. A whole bunch of wild shit when we was in high school. Like, SBs were the creme de la creme. Like, if you knew, you knew.
0: I mean, not only that, we were at the peak of collaborations. Niggas had. Oopsie, SBs. Stussy. you had shit from the Artist Series. You had shit from. I mean, store collaborations did numbers. The Consortium Pack is still one of the greatest. The. Right. Well, no, that was after high school. But. There was so much going on, but I can't say that sneakers were good then or better then because it's the virgin effect. My favorite SB, or one of my favorite SBs, in total stance, I don't think it's the greatest, but the Unlucky 13 mm-hmm. is a
1: pretty good shoe. It's fucking fire.
0: But it popped my cherry. So, I'm always going to hold that shoe in high esteem. And if you was getting it back then and you had access to this kind of shit, it's going to be the best shit you've ever seen. Because I was lucky enough to be one of the few niggas at my school with SBs, Undefeated Dunk Highs, B-More Forces. I mean, everybody had B-More Forces, but not everybody got at B-More Forces. I had access to all the harder shoes that niggas weren't seeing. So, to me... Those shoes were fucking insane But now When I look at shoes They're not as exciting Because I'm a 30 plus year old There are shoes that Make sense to the youth culture now That I'm not a part of That I might look at and say This shit is stupid And them kids be like Oh shit Like I never want to take the old man stance And say shoes were better back in my day The only oh, thing I will no, say no, yes, you, Go ahead I would say the quality of the shoes was much better. That's why I don't care as much when they retro something like, oh, we're bringing this back from 4 And it's like, this suede was much better back then. Or the colors are wrong. But I can't sit up and say that my generation of shoes was better than this generation of shoes.
1: Yes, you can. I'm listening. No, I mean, it's not like, to quote Danny Brown, if new shit was better, then niggas would be going around wearing LeBron's.
0: Oh yeah, no no. So,
1: no I, I mean, no, nah, you can you can say how many times have we picked up a new shoe and we're like this ain't it. Everything is made now for like workout culture. <clears throat> Everyone's supposed to be in leggings and fitness fashion. Everything is made out of hyperfuse and lunar line, but does it stand the test of time like an OG leather shoe with rubber and an air bubble
0: okay but Does yeah that's it, a it matter fiber. of quality what i'm saying is no
1: i'm talking about silhouette in the model like if if okay our so stuff you're talking better, silhouette. if our stuff is better then why our stuff is clearly always being retroed or referenced
0: okay hold on hold on i hate what you're saying what i was meaning was more so colorways and references Because some colorways that we fucked with back then look like shit now. Would you agree? Like what? Like, let's just say, with certain fives. A lot of fives don't look as good as they used to. Now, there are classic fives, but for the most part, some colorways don't translate well into the current era. Because fashion has changed. The things that we wore back in the day, we wouldn't wear now. Like what, nigga? You gotta... Most SBs from back in the day, like the especially colorful ones, wouldn't hit as hard if they came out now.
1: Name one.
0: Okay, like, I'm trying to think. Actually, I might be losing it. Okay, I'm just saying I don't like to hate on shit because if the kids like it now or people like it now, I'm cool with it. I like what I like, but I've always been off to the center. So I ain't judging niggas for liking what they like. Like The only thing
1: that we have that is probably bad from our era, are, and not even from our era technically, are like brown and pink eights, but a lot of stuff from <laughs> our time that a lot of stuff is referenced now. The only thing that probably stinks now is Jordan Brand putting out P.E.s, but yeah. that's because the context of it is gone. Like, Why am I putting out a Jordan 12 P.E.? That Gary Payton wore when he was Niggas still in the league. don't even elite. know who he is. That nigga has gray hair now. Yeah. Also, it's I just care?
0: kind of boring seeing all this stuff referenced now. Like, I'm aiming it specifically at Clot with their final dunks. Like, I'm just seeing how much they leaned on their self. Like, their self-retrointial to the point where it's boring. Some people do it poorly. Like, the undefeated Air Forces I'm wearing right now, those are fire. Mm-hmm. To translate that dunk... Into an Air Force One low, magnifique. Whereas though, Clot just mm, the kiss of death was amazing back in 6 Y'all just made it lame.
1: But at the same time, like if you take something, if you take a theme like even Espo's or Invisible Girls, that shit didn't stand the test of time back then. Like everyone will tell you, yo, Espo's get cloudy. Like they were cool to have. Yeah, that was a- got them, but resale tanked back
0: then. Yeah, I mean... Espo's just... No clear shoe was ever gonna do numbers. Like, when you saw
1: Invisible Girls being bootlegged in the Hurricane Chris video, you knew that that shoe was cooked.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember when niggas came... When they first came out, all I heard niggas were saying, like, you better have clean socks. You better have some fire socks. And that's what fucked up Espo's, because if you didn't get the socks, what am I gonna wear these shits with? Exactly. So...
1: Yes, our era was clearly better. You knew niggas suck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dave. That was a good question because someone was like, yo, I don't know if this has been asked. No, I like that question a lot. No, and shit, to be quite
1: honest, I mean, our era, if it's not us, then early 90s era is the golden era. But it's definitely between when we were in high school and just... Early Nike basketball when you still had David Robinson. Shit, you still had Tim Duncan. I think that... Like them niggas in the barbershop. That commercial. If you were to take a snapshot of all the people that they had right then and there. Between that and the Alpha Project, Tom. That is, that is a very tough
0: time to beat. I don't disagree. Because I want to say everybody that was in it. Usually was in it because they were a fan of either the sport or the culture. Versus niggas coming in now because it's cool. Because I keep saying I'm fucking tired of seeing Travis Scott. His new shoes are kind of cool, but... We need some new celebrities. We need to start focusing back on stores. And tell them they can't use the same fucking reference from 30 years ago. And just... I don't know. You're right. It is. Our shit was better. It was just more interesting back then. Now... Yeah, I'm gonna but say I mean, this. It's yeah. lack
1: of craft. It's lack of craftsmanship. That's why we gravitate towards these other brands now. Like we'll gravitate towards a Saucony or an Asics or a New Balance because the craftsmanship is so much better. You can pick up a New Balance and the suede on it is beautiful. You can pick up a new model and like, oh, this leather is premium versus Nike. The Dunks. Dunks made out of cardboard. Like the, the 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 shoe that might have the best material if it's not a force or a dunk is gonna be something like a an adjust force. Yeah. Who the fuck is wearing an adjust force? No disrespect to that shoe because it's a dope shoe, but it hasn't been sold to me. Like
0: But you know what? I feel like we keep coming back to it. It's marketing. Cause back then you got a shoe announced, you were hyped. There was usually some sort of force behind it. Even if it was just a picture or some, corner, some kind of print ad. Now, everything's leaked by no personality-ass accounts. So, you can't get excited. Like, I want to be excited for these Powerpuff Girl for like dunks. I wish, if they even come out, it would have been announced on Cartoon Network. Like, I'm watching a commercial with my little cousin. And it's like, holy shit! It's some dunks coming out! Versus... Blue shoe Magoo, Puffs confirmed. I wish I'd have seen that head. Like the last shoe that really wild me with its announcement was the Jay Balvins because he got to get ahead of the ahead of the pack. So that was that that really sold me in that shoe versus some Chinese nigga with like dirty nails holding it up in a back office.
1: I don't. I mean, I guess because what do you say to? DJ Khaled. Like, DJ Khaled announced his shoe way before and it fucked him over. And then on top of that, the shoe just wasn't all that good.
0: And you just don't work with a nigga like Khaled. I wouldn't I wouldn't even let Khaled save my life if given an option. But that's just me. I don't know. All right. So, we're going to jump
1: around a bit. Uh, I think we're actually going to go... Uh, from the bottom up. So, Travis Scott, his show with Egypt was canceled, and then uncanceled. Uh, I have a feeling, uh, Utopia, not only is it going to be a big album, but Nike is definitely making some calls to Egypt. Like, nigga, we got some shit we got to drop. We're releasing merch. They got 10 people they supposed to be flying out. Bro, so I'm pretty sure Nike got some shit in the works. And... DJ Khaled knew better than to get them fucking Golf Ones. That shit is disgusting. But, aside from that, what do you really think that this is gonna have? Like, this is gonna have in stock? Or in store? Because I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a drop.
0: I mean, yeah, there's definitely gonna be. So, that actually ties into something I saw in Japan. So, they're probably gonna do like they did at, I think it was World day one? Or one of those concerts he had? They are going to do a stash, mm-hmm. probably for the cut the checks, because he's been wearing them, so they're public now. They're probably going to drop those early. So Nike is actually doing something called the Sneaker Stash Voucher, where you claim the shoe through the stash in the app. And after you claim the shoe, you have to go to like a Nike-designated store to get the actual shoe. To stop people from spoofing and taking shit from the real fans, but aside from that, I just don't care. Like the the Travis Scott aesthetic is boring at this point. The cut the checks are okay, but I don't understand why there's a strap. I don't need to see another one from him. I, he can't do it too because there's no swoosh on it. He's. It's These just are terrible. The cut the checks? Yes. They're okay. The like I, that black color is bad. The white and the white one is good. Like I.
1: Um, no, yeah. these are bad.
0: These are terrible. <laughs> no, they're fucking terrible. <laughs> I like them, but I'm not pressed
1: for them. No, nigga. These, oh no. Nah, bro. We not doing that we not doing that. These are nasty work. Hey, man. I, you might as well just put him back in the Mac attacks.
0: Whatever. Yeah, I'm just... I I'm don't just know. I just feel like him and Drake just make me not care. Drake almost gets it right, but then he always fucks it up with the colorway. Or added detail. Just him being lame. Travis is just like, I don't care. I, I really just don't give a fuck anymore. So... That nigga can be in Egypt. The pharaoh can rise up. Niggas can get beat up. I just... I'm asleep.
1: This nigga's really selling Team Jordans. Y'all should be ashamed. Them shit suck. Them Jordans look like some two trays mixed with an a Air Trainer 3. Them shit this is
0: terrible. Unless they glow in the dark, I ain't too pressed. Jesus, that ass. You better not be. Uh,
1: all right. The Deion Sanders signature line is coming back. He's getting, already getting
0: made an X-Men pick.
1: I'm just making sure we stay uh, consistent with the brands. Okay. Deion Sanders signature line is coming back. He's already making a press run. He showed up on um, yeah, man show. Uh, I don't know how Nike. That's how you know Nike don't give a shit. Because they promoting a line of shoes that made that nigga lose his toes. I just don't care. I will say I do want those all-star uh, Dion's though. the red suede's. Them shits made me hate, uh, what's his name, Danny Wiseman for like a cool three years. I still got PTSD from eBay on that shit. But uh, aside from those, I might get a pair of DTs once they hit outlets. Um, aside from that. I mean, it's cool. I've I seen it coming because he was with Under Armour when he was with um, Jackson State, but the Colorado Buffaloes is a Nike team, so they pretty much they had to do something. How long he stays at Colorado will probably determine how long he uh, is with Nike, which also means that he gets a DT retro in black and gold, which might be kind of fire. Because they're going to do something for the Colorado Buffaloes.
0: I guess. I just don't. I don't know. It's not like it's a bad thing. It's just a line that I have no real attachment to. I like whatever his first shoe was. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I, just, I don't understand how they move with this. Because that type of shoe really isn't hitting unless they're going to do some sort of update to it. I don't understand the logic behind it aside from him being with Colorado.
1: I mean, I think they're just trying to do something to get something to stick because all... Like, the majority of their Nike athletes you kind of had... Like, Victor Cruz was the biggest sneakerhead. He don't even play football no more, I don't think. Odell said, fuck Nike. He's doing training in Mizuno's and Adidas stuff. Um... DK Metcalf Like even their Jordan Like even Jordan Even football Like if you, you see football Nike is constantly Pushing Jordan Football cleats Like Jordan Won football cleats Because Part of that I think is Inspired by Mosh And shoe searching Just to kind of Step on whatever They're doing I guess Like, they understood that how big it was to see those customized cleats on the field. And so, now, oh, well, even though they've been doing it, now they're pumping them out at, like, a more consistent pace.
0: So, I don't know. I don't like it. I just, I don't know what it, it feels like everything's aimless right now. But then again, marketing to this generation of people is hard.
1: But the thing is, you could, like... Deion Sanders is in the mix as far as just people that we see. Like, he was a very big topic. He was so big at the time, if he was a Nike, like, black people would have probably been like, yo, fuck Deion Sanders. We're probably going to end up throwing his shoes out if it wasn't for the fact that we don't do that shit.
0: No, I get it. I don't know. I guess I'm just the wrong demographic for this, but eh. I mean, it would be
1: nice if they brought back, like, it must be the money, Deion, but... I don't think that they're going to go, you know, as far as that to even market because Nike don't do shit in yeah, the marketing market department. anymore.
0: You get, like, them Luca too has got, like, a half-hearted anime post, and I'm just like... Bro, Lil Uzi Vert had more promo for his shit than Luca. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They need to learn. They need to hire somebody to do marketing. I mean, they, Nike's always
1: outsourced. They've always outsourced for their marketing. However... It just seems like, all right, if we can't put it on the app, then we don't get Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's hard to market. But at the same time, you have a captive audience. You have millions of followers across all the social media platforms. If you drop a fire video, niggas will share it.
1: Yeah. Like, it, it would help for something to
0: just go viral. Yeah. I mean, it would be so easy. If they brought it back. Because I'm seeing people are nostalgic for, like, the LeBron commercials the Kobe LeBron puppets. Something so fucking stupid, but incredible. That's amazing marketing. It's so much that they can do, but nobody markets anymore. Nobody gives a fuck. And it's not just a Nike problem. It's just industry-wide. They need We need a revamp of the entire industry. Or Somebody big enough to come in and shake it up. Because I, I just... That Cortez commercial really makes me mad that we don't get commercials like that anymore.
1: My man's is a small brand
0: and understands marketing. Palace does marketing really well. Like that Palace Gucci commercial was incredible. It's it can be done. They just don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, for Cortez to bring back Hogo Bonito was like if you understood that if you understood that era of soccer or football, like, those commercials were ridiculous. Like, those commercials were so crazy, it had me listening to Brazilian music. Like, that, that's how big those, like, when you had Ronaldinho, and you had, uh, Ronaldinho doing, uh, you had the Brazilian team passing the ball in the locker room, and no one dropped it. Like, you had stuff like that. You had, Essentially, the Nike basketball commercial where they're dribbling and making music, but instead they're doing it with a soccer ball, like doing all type of crazy moves and kicking it to somebody random in the next frame. And that shit will go on for almost five minutes and it's just pure fire what people are doing. Like Hoga Bonita commercials were crazy. So when I saw that with Cortez, I've never heard of them. But when I saw that they brought that back, like for Play Beautiful, dog. Nike needs a moment like that, but they also need to make sure that they have some sort of cultural relevance to now. And it has to be more than... Like, shit, I think the last... The last commercial off top that I could think of was... I want to say Russell Westbrook's Now I Do What I Want with Louis Vuitton. That was... That had the potential to really be a big moment if only the shoe was better. If the shoe was better... That shit will probably be retroing again now.
0: Yeah, or if they kept planning to it. They should have done more. But now it's kind of hard. Like, all right,
1: well, we want to do something with another artist, but we have to make sure that it's clean, that the artist has a clean image. That way we don't have anything backfire on us. And that the shoe has some sort of staying power. But none of the shoes have staying they power.
0: They need to get flying a Boss, or whatever the fuck their name is, the chicks that be running. Dog. Get them in a running commercial. You telling me that shit won't hit, bro? It's
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Jesus Christ is he. He don't pick up his phone no more. Shut the fuck up. He probably turned that shit clean off. If I hear "Hello Christ" one more time,
0: <laughs> "Hello Christ," I'm about to sit again. <laughs> All right, nigga, we running long. Say,
1: nah, if I if I see somebody, if I hear "Hello Christ," I'm sticking my foot out to trip one of them girls.
0: Alright, anyways. <laughs> I like you angry.
1: Whatever. Kid Kith, right. Kith X Men Pack. Was it 30th year or something or fiftieth year? I don't know. Asics, Kith Asics, Kith, uh, it it seems uninspired. It's dry as hell. It's cool some of the stuff, but the Kith, clothes is hard. The clothes is fire. Like the clothes is always they always gonna have a few pieces that hit crazy. Even like the wire pack. Like the wire pack. They had that one shirt, My Name Is My Name, and that shit sold out immediately. Aside from that, I'm not paying $60.
0: What's the tees are $80. i
1: am not paying $80 for no shit I could go to Hot Topic for. Them niggas got me fucked up.
0: I like that. But yeah, not for $80. And what pisses me off, like, I don't even care that it's a blind pack for the shoes. It's just that there is nothing that shows me, like, the roll colorway... If you didn't tell me that that was rogue, i am like, oh, so you're a Packers fan. And I know they're the same colors, but it's just like, I was talking about it online. bake did it so well. By just putting the person's face on the shoe and making it like a like a comic book packaging, this was perfect. But Kiff always tries to go the extra mile and do some shit that nobody cares about, but will get psycho people to buy it. Oh, not only do you get the shoe, but you get a PSA graded upper deck card. I don't give a fuck about that. I like the X-Men. If these were $40 shirts, I'd be all over them. And if the fucking shoes looked like Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Gambit, anything like that, a fucking Sentinel, or if they did just Cyclops with a little light on the shoe so it could like shoot out lights. Yeah, everything is
1: just, yo, let's go ahead and take the best... I mean the most noticeable three colors from each of the characters and put it on a ASIC. Yeah, this is this is with cool. no reference in materials whatsoever.
0: Nothing that really speaks to it. Like the Dragon Ball Z pack from Adidas made more sense. Like I can tell this is go yeah, we need dragon scales, we need patent
1: leather, we need pony hair, we need something. Like go all out with the custom.
0: Yeah, this was Ronnie's gonna Ronnie. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And he always shits the bed. Kith always charging way too much with some basic shit. Next. All right. Adidas. Adidas Crazy Infinity. Fucking fire shoe. Way to go to continue the Kobe line in a creative way that we know what it references and also speaks to the future. Adidas, when you want to do it right, you can do it right. Start doing it right more often.
0: The only thing I don't understand is why it released at Packers first. But who cares? If it drops on their site and I can get it for 50, 60% off. Shit, nigga, I might buy three pairs. And I like the new colors of the Adidas basketball clothes. So I think it's fine. I'm excited for it. And I haven't given a fuck about a Kobe Adidas shoe since the twos. Specifically the USA's. But I think that's a great update. And they really, I think it finally found its right time, if that makes sense. I mean, right now,
1: there is clearly uh, just a gap in basketball in general. Like, yo, Kyrie has his line with Anta coming out, but we don't know if we can get those. No one gives a shit about linings, Way of Wade's, Nike basketball. They're... Best shoe is probably with the GT cut and you can't even sniff those. So, for Adidas, like, they have plenty of opportunity to do something. And I really think that they're going to do it with either this, Fear of God, or just some sort of model that'll really put them on the map and, like, let people know we are here.
0: If they, yeah. I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. They are in a position to win. Yeah. But Adidas is Adidas and Adidas is the worst. But if somehow they don't Adidas this up, I think this could be big. Because I am like the Fear of God Athletics 86 is fucking fire. I'm excited for that. I really don't care as long as it's under 350. You got me. I'm like, I want those. I might even buy the crazy Infinities. Because just seeing Sun wearing them with the shorts and the t shirt I'm like, this could be fire. With jeans, these look like they could be fire. The shape is so stupid and futuristic that it don't matter what, what you wear with it. I'm excited for those. Shoot, Kobe's. Kobe Adidas Kobe's
1: are just chilling in Foot Locker. I think I might go back and get a couple pairs of those if they're the updated
0: joints. And on top of it, they're only like 160 I believe. 140 160 I think $140. i am like, that's a great price point. This mm. is a comfortable price point. And... I think if they're coming in kids, because I saw a picture of a kid in them. Okay. I think that's a great shoe. Like, that's a great basketball shoe for kids that are out here. I think if Adidas can get the pricing right, they can keep a steady color, I mean, a steady supply, and they don't fuck up doing too many colors, I think these could actually put them in a position to win basketball. Hey, Adidas, just letting you know if this crazy infinity
1: does what it needs to do, you guys have literally created your own phone posit. Don't fuck it up. Please don't fuck it up. All right. Uh, Yeezys are coming back to major retailers. Major retailers, you niggas suck. Y'all niggas. But at the same time, we understand because retail is dying. Yeezys ain't saving it. So you think. No, 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 no. So. Now, it's not even a matter of re- if retail. If It's not even a matter if Yeezy saving, though. If they know, all right, but we have an Adidas account, Adidas is going to pump out as much of this shit as possible, and now these accounts aren't at a place where they can necessarily say no. Niggas ain't walking out of Foot Locker with bags and bags and bags of shit.
0: Well, what I'm saying is, allegedly, this is stuff that was already produced, nothing else is being produced, but the problem is only certain Yeezy models sell through. Because for the last release that they did, a lot of the less desirable models, shit, that's not the foams or the slides or the more hyped 350 colorways, they were sitting to the point where they kept extending the raffle thing that they do on Confirmed. Mm -hmm. They're bricks. So you're going to have to buy, pay wholesale for inventory that's not going to move. So it's not the savior that they think it is. People are excited for the slides and stuff because, you know, the Discord niggas want to still flip them. But for the most part, I would not stock Yeezy. Not the undesirable models. Now, the shit that hasn't been released yet, like the boots and other shit like that. Yes, give me those. Those are going to fly. But the 350s and all the other stuff. uh, They'll move enough.
1: Nigga, they have they have Climacool Crocs. On the shelves.
0: They need Yeezys at this one. We'll see, but if what I'm thinking is gonna happen, it's gonna be a lot of three fifties in normal sizes like sitting and then like the money sizes, the big sizes will sell out. And that's about it.
1: Nigga, them shit's moving.
0: Okay. We'll see. You we gonna see more stock
1: pumping. Alright, let's get into it. If you guys do not notice, I have a social status opening day shirt on. Um, we went to opening day. Shout out to Scott. Shout out to uh, Pitt. Shout out to the store. Um, my opinion, that opening day was a complete shit show. <laughs> um and, you know, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that social status, what it does for the community and just them as a brand, as a store, I really want them to win. But that first day we got there a little bit before seven, they had about 25 people in line in front of the store and Mad Niggas Across the Street. We were trying to figure out what was going on. They said in order to be in line, you had to be on a list that apparently had opened up As early as 11 a.m. that day. Wait, somebody said 11? Somebody said 11, but somebody else has said, oh, it opened up at like 5 or 6. Yeah, it was like 6.20. So people were just standing around upset. People kept on jumping in line, out of line. Whole bunch of disorganization. After a while, a couple people who were upset just jumped in the line. Security ain't do shit about it. They said, all right, fuck the list. Everybody can just get in line. Then everyone decided to take their beautiful, sweet time in the store or not even to be mad at them. Because fuck it, they got into the store. However, the store should have made a better decision on how much time everyone was actually going going to spend in the store. They have three floors. The first floor was for high heat, high heat. Mainly new releases as well as like a lot of uh, collaborations, exclusives. They had Tiffany Forces, Spider-Man's Lost and Found's, uh, Chalkboard, f- Phone Pauses, AMM Forces. They did not have any Mac attacks. And just like a couple recent releases. Then they had some other stuff like when you start going up second floor with like some of the... trash. Not all trash. Like, I wanted... I wanted... I still haven't gotten the corduroy... The blue corduroy Air Max 1s. They had those. They didn't have my size. Um, and then on the top floor was, like... A6 and New Balance stuff. So, they should have made sure, like... Alright, we right, we're gonna let five people in. Y'all got all of... Eight minutes to go through all three floors. See what you want. And come back, check out. Because we don't want niggas around all day. Like, we didn't get into the store... Until about 9 o'clock. And by then, everything was already sold out in my size. Like, everything was fished out. So, the only thing I could get was a t-shirt or a crew neck. All in all, I mean, we're going to go back. uh, But, you know, just anybody that plans on opening a store or if you have any sort of release, like, please make sure that whatever you, however you want to run it, like, make sure that you tell people prior to because that just wasn't the best experience and you guys have the blueprint. You could have set up a reservation system. If you're going to have a list, then you stick to the list. Like you adhere to the list. If you're going to say, yo, niggas, y'all can just line up, then go ahead and just say that. But for that shit to be in Fells Point on a Thursday, have niggas out till 10, 11 o'clock. If you guys do some Friday or Saturday release shit, that shit is going to get Cooked by Baltimore Understand that Because not only that Like you putting People's lives at risk If you know how Fells Point is Like Broadway Them niggas get down After a certain point Yeah you get shot And you think The Atlas group Is going to tolerate that You think Fells Point Is going to tolerate that Cop presence is already Crazy down there So Y'all do need to shape up Y'all could have did this better And I hope this is just An experience Yeah the culture is here it was a pleasure to meet everybody that was out there, but y'all gotta do better.
0: I didn't expect you to be this critical. Um Oh, why not? Cause no, nigga. Go ahead, no, go ahead tell me. Hold you on. When we were like, when we got into the store, this nigga was cool. He came in, he's like, okay, I'm happy to be here. My man's just a cool-headed one. I went in there, I'm talking shit. I'm furious. I asked Nigga, like, yo, y'all got these in a the ten and a half? Nah, nigga, we only got a 14. Nigga Scott took them shits out of my hands so fast, I was hot. All I wanted was the AMM forces in a like. Nigga, low you cut. wanted to leave. If we got there, I wanted to leave immediately.
1: Like, if we got there at 650, this nigga wanted to leave at 705.
0: No, I wanted to leave at 651. So, what upset me is AMM has a reservation system. They usually use it for in store raffles and stuff like that. But they did a lopsided release and they did did it at 7 when the store closed. So it wasn't it wasn't set up for a reservation even though my sneaky ass tried to do a reservation for 6:30 so I could cut the line, didn't work. So my issue came down to like this nigga stole from me. Most stores when they do an event like this, they tell you that, "All right, so many can come in, everybody has 5 minutes." But they let niggas go in there and you have these goofy ass resellers in the store taking their time trying to find clothes shoes like niggas are literally on stock looking at these different clothes. I mean these different shoes to see what's the best size out of what they have left. So niggas are in the store for 20 plus minutes and it's 90 degrees outside. So niggas was not happy one nigga cut the line screaming about how much he spent at the Whitaker group and shit like that. For me. I'm just like, this is inexcusable. We have 20, 30 years of experience with lineups, releases, and everything else like that. There's no reason that it happened like this. And as I learned, the guy who ran the line was actually the owner of this location. So he completely dropped the ball because it didn't seem like he knew what the fuck he was doing. And it's good that it went the way it did because this could have gone left very easily. And the only reason I stayed is because this nigga was my ride. He didn't want to leave that much, and I didn't want to be a fucking prima donna. Shout out to my nigga Scott. He was cool as fuck. And then once people started recognizing me and like inflating my ego, I'm like, you know, it's not so bad. It's okay being outside. But I was still angry that I didn't get the AMM forces. Also, I don't do lines. Which leads into my favorite part of the experience. So. I'm being me If you know me on Instagram I have almost 16,000 followers I'm up there livid Tagging them in stories This shit was trash Y'all niggas trash This shit shouldn't happen Yada 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 I went on a whole diatribe About how bad the release was Fast forward It's Friday night Me and my wife are getting ready to go to dinner Boom 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 I get a random call from a number Who the fuck is this? Hello? Hey, is this Dave on Ford? Uh, Yeah, nigga, who is this? Hey, I'm George from the Whitaker Group. I'm the owner of Social Status Baltimore. I saw what happened. And you know, I wanted to reach out to you not through email, but as a phone call to apologize for what happened. The reservation system should have was not on. It shouldn't have happened. And I'm sorry for what happened in this case. And as an apology, I want to invite you to our VIP party. So I'm like, oh, of course, you know, I am a very important person. I love this. Flattery will get you everywhere for my fat ass. So me and Lene instantly get dressed, call the Uber. We go downtown. And I thought I was going to have a problem at the door. Because the nigga was like, who the fuck is you? George George told me to come in. George in there, but you're not getting in there. Somebody else there was like, no, George told us that he was inviting people. What's your name, son? All right, puts me on the list. We go in there. And it's a totally different environment. Because of how they fucked up the initial release. When we went there, most of the staff, except for, I believe her name was Tisha Tay. She's cool as fuck. Everybody was on edge. Because they had been in there for hours on end, dealing on shit. And they knew that they needed to clear this line before the city told them to get the fuck out of there. But, it was a pleasant experience. I got to meet a bunch of cool people. Not even just sneaker people, just people in general. At one point, the fucking mayor and Nick Mosby showed up, and I'm just like, that was fucking random. Did a speech congratulating the owner. I actually got a chance to chop it up with him, and he apologized. He explained, like, this is my first time running a store. Boom, 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 boom. And as a former store owner myself, I can understand where confusion can come from when trying to do something for the first time. I'm not saying that it's an excuse. But being able to actually speak with him, I now understand what happened. It's inexcusable, but I appreciate that he stood up there and apologized to me. So I appreciated that. I got to see the MAC attacks in hand, like to actually pick them up. They're fucking fire. And, you know, just just talking to the staff, I am willing to give them a second chance. I want to see them grow. And I was telling him that, like, I told him about the show. And that we want to be a part of the store in any way that we can, whether it's to be social, hosting events, or doing whatever. I want to see the store grow. I just hope that this is a learning experience and not a glimpse into the future. And then we went to the, like, the after party, and that shit was lit.
1: So, what? Nah, well, I do appreciate the, the shout out, I guess, and the dialogue that you had with him. Did kind of leave your boy
0: hanging. What you mean? You wanted to come? Nah, for real. Only reason I didn't, because I'm like, I had been doing so much without lana I was like, I got to go to the store.
1: Yeah, nigga. I mean, I, I already knew you guys had a date night
0: or something, but I was like, okay, cool. Nah, I wasn't trying to be a dickhead. It was like, nigga, I got to take my wife somewhere. So. Yes, nigga. I'm, I wasn't going to be third willing. Okay. Hey, nigga, you know, I would never cut you out this nigga gonna beat me up after the show but nah nigga of course you know the whole reason I went was A
1: nigga I, it's okay we can talk about it after the show
0: no nah, I mean the after party but of course nigga it seems like I got in there all I did was talk about the show so I it was my turn to do some politicking cause you always be the one outside doing shit so I'm like let me show my face in, you know hey loose laces why that face Any final thoughts? (laughs) Um, yeah, I know retail is hard, I know it's hard running a store, but at this point, we have technology to help us, and we need to start utilizing technology so that we can have faster, safer, smarter events, regardless of it being sneakers or anything else. It's no excuse that we have lineups the way that we have. We need to make things better. So, I just want to see people utilize the tools that are available to them.
1: That nigga that was crying is about to get thrown in the water. I ain't going to hold you. (laughs) That's your final thought? No, I mean, no, I just... No, you should have
0: thrown his ass in the water.
1: Like, bro, that nigga fucked... Well, no, it was security, too. Security was like, everybody gotta get in line. As soon as we got in line, what happened? They said, everybody get in line. Like, bro, we lost our spot. Yeah, I could've had Spider-Man... I could've had Spider-Man once.
0: I could've had my forces.
1: So, whatever. I mean, as far as it goes, whatever. Them niggas niggas suck your dick, not mine. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's my... (laughs) <laughs> Social status sucked Davon's dick. That's the title of the episode.